Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 325 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we take a pause from our Come Follow Me materials and we have a look at the um, lessons and uh, some of the things that we've learned from um, our listener comments uh, this week and of course something else that I've been studying along this week. Uh, so straight into our uh, Facebook group. Uh, this week there hasn't been so many uh, comments as such, but there have been a couple of things. Uh, first of all, mainly uh, when we, well, it's related to today, so I think we're going to leave that comment for now, actually. Uh, one of them, of course, about the martyrdom of the Prophet Joseph. Uh, one of our listeners stated, one thing the section didn't mention in his accomplishments were temple ordinances that he restored. The endowments and ceilings only had been ongoing for a short time before he died and not even in the temple yet. May be easy to overlook at the time or to purposely leave out because of the association with polygamy that they wanted to keep secret. But either way, the temple ordinances are one of his greatest accomplishments, in my opinion. And that certainly is a great comment there by one of our listeners that we, if you remember in section 135, it gives a list of um, the things that the prophet Joseph was able to restore from Christ. And it didn't mention the ordinances of the temple. And perhaps, I think, uh, this links to something we're going to mention actually at the start of our study today. Uh, is that that doctrine, whilst it had been taught by Joseph quite clearly in the in the uh, doctrine and covenants that we have revealed to us, perhaps the uh, the saints didn't quite fully understand the impact or the importance of this doctrine of being able to perform ordinances for the dead in the temple. Uh, so, very important point there. And then uh, we have a listener comment about uh, what we are going to discuss today. And actually, as I mentioned, that this and I recommended to you. Um, a lot of what I'm going to share today comes from a podcast that I listened to recently on Leading Saints, which was actually done a few years ago, but they kind of republished it so that people could listen to it if they hadn't already. Uh, and this listener uh, of our podcast said it was an illuminating um, discussion. I never thought about doctrine having different types and purposes, but it made so much sense and answered so many questions I had. So if that, wasn't a, if that isn't a good promotion for you to carry on listening to what we're about to study now, then nothing else will be, I think. Uh, we are going to talk about these types of doctrine by Anthony Sweat. Um, now, I will share the uh, the link uh, again uh, to the to the article. It is quite lengthy, and I'm just going to distill some of the important points out of it uh, for your for your listening purposes. Um, but I like what he says before he dives into the the kind of the types of doctrine that he has kind of looked at here. He says, "Quote: God, God did not reveal all his doctrines to Joseph Smith, especially as early in 1830." In fact, many of the doctrines revealed to Joseph, like baptisms for the dead, came to him at the end of his ministry. And unlike many other Christian churches, Latter-day Saints do not believe that all doctrines can be found in Scripture. Because we believe in living prophets and continuing revelation, our doctrine is not static. Close quote. Now, some of you may be sat there listening and thinking, well, no, no, like the doctrine, like, you know, what we believe about Christ and things like that, that doesn't change. And I agree with you, Absolutely. But I think that comes down to and what our understanding of doctrine is um, and that some doctrines um, are f correctly eternal and immovable, that some doctrines which we believe are transitional, that they change over time. Uh, and the question is, are they less authoritative, even even though they are different to how they were previously? Um, well, this is what this is all about. Uh, and so I'm excited to share this with you. So. Anthony Sweat suggests, and others suggest, a, a four types of doctrine we have in the church. Core eternal doctrine, uh, supporting doctrine, policy doctrines, and esoteric doctrines. 
And what we'll do is we'll go through probably the first two today, uh, just so we can get a good discussion and thinking about those two. And then next week, we'll dive into the other two. And then actually the week after, this is going to be quite a lengthy study, this, but also what determines what doctrine is? How do we state that something is doctrine and something else is not? So the first thing we're going to talk about is core eternal doctrine. And those are the doctrines which we are probably thinking about when we think of doctrine as such. Um, we think of things like um, things that don't change, that are eternal. In fact, Elder David A. Vednar um, said that these are, quote, gospel doctrines that are eternal, do not change, and pertain to the eternal progression and exaltation of heavenly fathers, sons and daughters, close quote. Um, these things do not change and that they are and they are necessary for our salvation. Um, and they they never will change. So things like uh, the nature of God, um, what the spirit is, the resurrection, uh, the atonement of Jesus Christ, um, the the fact that the work and glory of God is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. All of these things that um, are truths that are found that never change, that are written on important for our salvation. Um, those, These are the doctrines which we are talking about here. Um, and I'm going to quote again from Anthony Sweat. He says, quote, Although eternal truths do not vary, what is understood and officially taught can vary, as prophets come to comprehend core doctrines more clearly. Many modern Latter-day Saints assume that because the gospel of Christ is eternal, God's prophets all have all known from the end, known the end from the beginning, and understand all truths. Not only those have been revealed, but those that will yet be re yet revealed. For Brigham Young taught that Joseph Smith did not know everything about the plan of salvation or his role in the restoration as he walked out of the sacred grove, following his experience with God and Jesus. Close quote. So I think what's important about this is that we understand that these truths are eternal, and that things that are taught about them later on that weren't taught previously. It does not mean that those truths have changed. We've just come to know more about them. A great example of this, of course, will be what we are going to discuss in our Come Follow Me studies uh, this week about uh, the spirit world. Now, the spirit world hasn't changed. <laughs> it is still the same as it was many thousands of years ago. But our understanding of it has developed, of course. Um, the fact that it was spoken about in Peter uh, in the New Testament, and then the fact we have section 137, which we'll be studying from tomorrow, um, which builds more upon what was taught in that stage, means that even though that, that teaching has, has been added to and developed on and explained more over time, that doctrine is a core doctrine. It doesn't change that there is a spirit world that our spirits go to after we die. Um, so these things are core doctrines. Uh, and as we come, to, and we but we can still come to understand them more as we develop in our gospel study. Now, the next layer uh, is supporting doctrines. This is the second type of doctrine, um, and these doctrines um, help us uh, in understanding more about what is going to happen or what does happen with these core doctrines. But they're not necessarily essential for our salvation. Let me use the words of Anthony Sweat to explain. Quote. Um, many doctrines strengthen our belief in and elaborate on these core doctrines. Some are timely answers and others are authoritative interpretations by prophets. For example, if a core doctrine is that God exists, understanding his corporality will help us better comprehend his nature and in turn deepen our faith in him. Additionally, since we were created in God's bodily image, knowing how God attained his form and image can expand our understanding and faith even further. 
Christ's atonement is core and essential, but teachings that discuss how he suffered and what he suffered to serve to expand upon our core concept of the atonement and redemption. Supporting doctrines can be eternal truths, but knowledge of them, unlike core doctrines, are not necessarily essential for salvation. Close quote. So, obviously, I was very clear when I was talking about, for example, the doctrine of this of how our spirits continue after they die into a state of uh, into the spirit world. That's a core doctrine, but the supporting doctrine around that is what happens in that spirit world. How righteous individuals who have known the gospel will go and teach others in spirit prison. That is not something essential for our salvation, but it supports our understanding of this. I like how Anthony Sweat explains about the atonement, about clearly the atonement of Jesus Christ is a core and essential doctrine for us to be understanding and how it applies to us. But in terms of how it happened and how he, you know, let's say sweat great drops of blood, um, you know, it, it is a true teaching from the scriptures, but of course, it's not something that is necessary for our salvation to understand. Um, so, you know, sometimes it can be difficult to discern between which is core doctrine and which is supporting doctrine. But I think as long as you follow that uh, that line of, you know, is it essential for our salvation or does it just explain further uh, something that is essential for our salvation? And I think that helps us to start to understand the differences. Now, of course, some may question, well, why is that important? Why bother? Uh, and I think that um, it supports us in our discussions, uh, you know, in Sunday school or in our Priesthood Relief Society lessons. If we have a discussion about uh, about doctrine where, you know, there are some, um, not questions and not even uncertainties, but there are some things that uh, just help explain a bit further um, how certain things happen um, and some people don't quite understand that or maybe there might, might be a slight difference on, on agreement uh, in how something happened uh, from what we have in the scriptures then of course you know that's okay that's absolutely fine to have that space uh, but you know understanding that we have core doctrines which are eternal and which are true and which are essential for us to know about for our salvation uh, I think that just helps us understand where to focus some of our discussions at times um, of course, when we go into next week, when we go into our policy doctrines and our esoteric doctrines, it will become even clearer why it's important to have a clear understanding of what these types of doctrines are and what impact they have in our study and our understanding of the gospel. So hopefully you enjoyed that and you found that useful. Again, I'll share the article. Uh, it is well worth looking at yourselves uh, and, and seeing what you think about it. But uh, it is a it's been really interesting for me to kind of study out and think and reflect on. Uh, thanks for sharing your time. Thanks for listening. Please join our Facebook group. And until we meet again.